Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. I am sorry if this is round two of our traditions episode in your podcast feed. We had some audio technical difficulties and re-recorded and reposted this episode just to make it better on your ears. So if this is your first time here, welcome. We have a traditions episode that we aired last year around Halloween sharing a bunch of... Um, traditions that our listeners sent in as well as our favorite traditions in our families and it got so much good feedback you guys loved it so much it really got you pumped up to celebrate this holiday season with your families so we wanted to do an encore of that episode with some fresh content mixed in Caitlin, Terilyn, and I are all coming to you in the middle and in between segments of this episode to share some updated or new things things we haven't shared in the past for you to incorporate or not remember try this or not no pressure do what fits your family and remember that traditions anchor our kids to us and to our families and creates that family orientation that we want we hope you enjoy the episode so i will start with halloween one of our traditions that we do and also Terilyn I know does this is a spooky witch's dinner um we just do it kind of the week of halloween when do you do it I always do it close to Halloween, except for one year that I actually went past Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is I have, and we can, Felicia and I can each post what, I actually think of something different every year, but you could just do the same thing. Um, but I have a little recipe and also I'll put it out. It's just like a funny, it's like a funny list of foods. So I print out little, just on pieces of paper, you know, it'll say something like, you know, worms in bone broth or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's just these kind of creepy names, but they don't know what it is. So when they order from the menu, they don't know what they're getting until you bring it out. And it's really yummy food, but but like I always do sticky buns. So that is something I actually do every year. But they're what like do you call them? they're like you know like ogre's toes or something, okay. you know. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll post what I do with what it actually you know correlates with. But none of it's hard <clears> food, but it's yummy food. But then they they get an order at whatever. So like one kid will say they get an order the first course. So they say, I want this. And it could be, say, rice pudding that I said is like, you know, larva in something. <laughs> so they order it and they don't know it's dessert. So they everybody gets dessert first then. Mm. So it's kind of like you're turning everything on its head. But I walk around with a witch's hat and a spoon in my hand. And if they complain at all, I give them little taps. Like it doesn't hurt. But I'm like, <laughs> or sometimes it, you just do it a little bit harder. Like, just to get that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, it's scared. Like, my my one son, he's six now. He's like, Mommy, I don't like when you do that voice. Like, I think he was scared because I was doing, like, a, you know, like, are you complaining, you know? And it kind of scared him. So one year, I actually went past Halloween accidentally. And he was a little spooked out. He was like, I don't know if I want you to do the witch thing. Everybody else is loving it, but he was a little worried. So now, and now our mistake has become the tradition now. I did my playlist that's playing in the background. Halloween music, Christmas music. Halloween music, Christmas music. And during the Christmas songs, 
I'm nice. Like, I'm just, like, a normal, like, ho. I'll say, like, ho, ho, ho sometimes, you know? And so now we actually do it in October. I've only missed Halloween once. But that has now become our tradition, too. Like, there's just some Christmas music, so, you know, just put in there. And the hat comes off, and I'm like, ho, 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 who wants more of whatever, you know? All you want. So, anyway, but my kids, now, there was the one year he was a little spooked. But other than that, my kids... Like freak it's so funny too. over it, yeah, they and they it. ask so for cute. it all the time. And it's really not a lot of work besides the printing off of the, the little thing. And I do get dry ice. Do you do dry ice? Yes, like for the root dry beer ice or in whatever. their cups, uh-huh. so yeah. it's like boiling over. Yeah, and yeah. It takes a little prep, but it's not hard. Yeah, I always do some sort of noodles that are worms with some sort of yeah blood sauce or something weird. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like fun. it's gourmet food yes. necessarily. Yeah. It's just yeah. fun. Fun, yeah. Are you eating with them, or are you just, like, the server around them? Um, I eat with them, but I'm doing a lot of up and down. It's not the most relaxing meal for me, but Mm -hmm. I am eating with them. Mm -hmm. But then I get up in between courses and do the laughing and the, oh, and we have a, we've started. The fun thing about it is stuff just starts. Mm -hmm. We've now started doing a a witch's laugh competition during it. So we film it, you know. Yeah. Everybody does their best, like, (laughs) evil laugh, and it is hilarious. Oh, I would love to see it's these. It's so fun. So as you're sitting there like digesting, everybody gives their best Practice evil laugh. And it is so funny to see uh, little kids try to evil laugh. I it's love that. so great. I've got to add that. Okay, these two traditions. I'm all about traditions that make our lives easier. Uh, the first one is, you can do this in October or November, but we live by the mountains and there's beautiful fall leaves, which you don't have to have mountains to have fall leaves. But we go, I call it, I proclaim it Mountain Week, and we just spend as much time as we can outside. We drive up into the mountains. This costs zero money, zero planning. We literally just drive up and find cool places. The fun thing about this is after doing it for a few years, we've now named our favorite places. Like we have one called Red Forest and one called Saddleback Ridge. And so the kids actually ask for those places now. Sometimes we'll take cousins with us. Like Felicia does this also with her kids. So sometimes we'll combine, sometimes we'll just do it on our own. But it's just a really fun way. I think anytime you incorporate nature into your tradition, it costs no money, mm-hmm. doesn't require much planning. You just spend two hours in nature and kids. And encourages you to, encourages you to find new places surrounding you that yes. you can think of. Yes. It's and cool. this time of year, I mean, in the fall, it's hard, <clears throat> it's hard to beat nature in the fall. It's, it's so true. Great. It's true. The second thing, this makes my life way easier. I have, we have an elf on the shelf. She's a very simple elf on the shelf. She sometimes forgets to move. She doesn't really do anything much. <laughs> and I approve of all forms of Elf on the Shelf, just so you know. Whatever you do with yours, I approve. If you don't have one, great. Mm-hmm. If you have one that does a lot of fancy things, great. I'm all about just embrace what you have, what you want. But for me, my Elf comes around Halloween. Sometimes she shows up on Halloween. Sometimes it's a little after Halloween in, in November. But it's always, like, around that week. So sometimes, you know, usually Halloween's over. We're starting into the Thanksgiving season. And she just shows up. And that means when she shows up, we all write our Christmas lists. Our kids get to ask for two things each. So they write down those things and she takes them away and she disappears until after Thanksgiving when she comes back and the lists have been submitted at that point. Mm-hmm. The reason why we started this is because years ago, my daughter, halfway through December, changed her mind and it was the most random weird thing that was the hardest thing to find ever. A blue, blue bunny. cat or something. A blue, blue bunny. bunny. Oh my heavens. Dark blue. Royal blue. Yeah, it was so hard so now you submit the list your two items and it is gone there's no getting no getting redos on that so 
that has made my life way easier. And it's so fun because they I look like forward that. to seeing mm-hmm. Ruby, our elf, come right after Halloween. That's cute. And so fun. They give her the list. Everybody's excited. And I can have all my stuff done before Christmas season even starts, right? And, and there's end. no changing your mind. I love when your kids came to our house and, like, Lenny was just carrying around our elf. Because I don't, I don't do any, like, elf thing. I just don't remember. And they're like, oh, you touched the elf. You can't touch the elf. They're, like, freaking out. And Lenny's like, his face is like, yes, I can. Oh, can I not? Like, he's like, oh, no. Have I made a grave error? <laughs> so I love that. I've got to do that. That would make, because it's like the worst that. when they just keep, actually, I want this. Actually, I want this. There's, like, no. Yeah. And then it's very specific. It's very like they official. have the two things, and yep. then it's just done, and it's great. I love that. I like that. So I think one of the best things about traditions are the food that are associated with the fun holidays and traditions that come. And so one of my favorite things that is so simple and that you can – I feel like it works perfectly October, November, December – and it makes your house smell amazing, is homemade wassail. So we have a fantastic recipe and it is so easy. It's basically just throwing a few things into a pot and heating it up. So it's simply apple juice and then like the brand simply. And then it's uh, a couple of oranges and a couple of lemons squeezed and you put that all in and then a little bit of cinnamon and clove and you kind of stir that all around and just heat it up to however hot you want it and it makes your house smell like that beautiful fall like cozy smell and it tastes incredible and again like I said it's so easy to put together if you're gonna have people over you can throw it in the thermos and bring it to a park or bring it to like a get-together and it just I feel like it totally completes this season for me and it's so simple so that's definitely a fun tradition that I have been loving Um, and I got the recipe from Tara Lynn and I honestly crave it. So that is a really fun tradition. Just a fun food to add to like this season that I think has become a tradition for me. Another fun thing that this isn't necessarily specific to fall. You can do it at any time of year, but it's something that as a kid growing up, I absolutely loved. And then I've continued it into my adulthood and into my own little family. And that is whenever it is someone's um, like birthday or say they've had like a really awesome achievement, you know, like I do it for Cam, like if he's gotten a promotion or, you know, like when he finished school or if he got a scholarship or whatever, we have a UR special plate or it's like it all, um, I actually have two of them and there's one that says like, it's a special day and it comes with like a little cup. And so growing up, it was so fun as a kid. Like if it was your birthday or if something fun had happened, my mom, like you would get the special, we call it the special plate. And so like you would get to eat on that plate and it was just kind of like a fun, obviously it's really simple because it's like everybody's eating on plates. You just get to eat on a different plate. And so it was so fun. And as a kid, I absolutely like, I always looked forward to having the special plate on my birthday or if it was another special day. And then obviously like, it's just been me and Cam in my marriage, but I still do it for him on a special day. And then with Emmett and my, my, I'm so excited to like really start it with my other kids, but I think it's just such a fun, easy thing that we have just incorporated into our family. And I think kids absolutely love it. And obviously I'm an adult and I really love it. And it's honestly zero work, but it's so fun. So those are a couple of traditions that I um, I loved growing up and that I've incorporated into my adult life. A couple of the fun ideas you can add on to that concept of deliberately encouraging gratitude in your home in, in the month of November. One of them that we heard, what I thought was brilliant. I haven't done this, but I love it 
the first day of November as a family you come up with and you like have a place where you're writing it down for the whole month, right? I'm picturing like a cute butcher paper like mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. or maybe a little Roll. thing on your wall too. or something. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Or a poster board on your wall, whatever. Chalkboard. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the first day as a family, you name one thing you're grateful for. The second day, you name two. Third day, you name three. And so on. So at the end of the month, you have this paper or chalkboard with a ton of stuff you're grateful for. So on Thanksgiving, you can look at it and say, oh, look at all the things we're grateful for. The heirs in their entitlement trap book, they have the tradition of having a huge roll of paper. And on Thanksgiving, they see how many they, things they can write. Mm-hmm. So they have one scribe. And they're just, everybody's shouting out things. And the idea is when you start getting quantity of things you're grateful for, you start realizing how overwhelmingly blessed everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the world who lives at this time. I mean, we have, you can be grateful for toilet paper. You right. Know? <clears throat> Something that we have done as a family that my mom started is she, on Thanksgiving, puts butcher paper over as the actual tablecloths. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves crayons out on the table. And we all... As we sit around the table, we write what we're grateful for on the tablecloth. So mm-hmm. on our gratitude meal, the table is covered with things we're grateful for before we even eat, which I love that tradition. I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. And moving into Christmas, I feel like Thanksgiving, Christmas, holiday time kind of blends together. And I like at the beginning of December to just start to get in the mood. I, I feel like holidays are so fun. I like to spread them out, like sprinkle them throughout the month, which I think a lot of people do. And we actually had a listener send in this example, which I thought was fun. So a lot of people do advent calendars, but two twists on that tradition could be inside to have activities. So like cutting out snowflakes, wrapping presents for other people, making cookies and delivering them, or some sort of service, like making meals for the homeless or visiting an elderly neighbor mixed in to your month advent calendar. So like instead of getting chocolate, it's like an activity. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I know with little kids, winter for me is a little bit harder because yeah, you are kind of looking for something to do in that after dinner time. Our church one year did um, a service centered kind of advent idea and it was so fun to see the kids involved with it yeah. it was yeah. so fun this year as i've been thinking about traditions i have been really thinking of ways to deepen our sense of belonging in our family while still just doing our regular things so i'm actually just going to talk about how to incorporate tradition and the idea of belonging into things you're already doing so You know, we've talked about this concept when it comes to connection. A lot of times we think connection requires a lot of extra special moments, which I think are valuable, right? Like I think dates with our children are wonderful and I think it's important to do them regularly. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for connection on a daily basis just by the care of our children. So for example, with babies, if we're simply present with them as we change their diaper and we gaze into their eyes as we feed them, Those are two things that we are already doing that once we shift to being present and connected, we have this amazing opportunity for bonding. So I'm going to talk about that with traditions today. How can we incorporate connection and bonding into what we are already doing the holiday season? So my goal here is that you're going to leave thinking, I can do this. Like I'm not adding anything to my list here of actual to-do items, right? You're just doing what you're already doing, but you're making it special. You're making it a 
thing that your children can look back on and say, oh, that really deepened my sense of belonging in my family because we used traditions. So I have a few ideas here. I was thinking as parents, what we do all the time with our children and meals are something that we do. I mean, it's, it's never ending, right? Turns out our children need to eat every single day and they require feeding. So one way that I think is really fun that I like to do for my family during, so we're talking, this works for any holiday, but you know, it's October. So we're talking about Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas is simply the dinnerware that we use. So, um, I have, I think the only actual real plates I have that are a holiday are Halloween plates. So we have like little Halloween, um, kind of dessert plates that we'll use a lot. So for example, like if I'm doing soup, I'll put the soup on the little Halloween plate, right? But I, I don't know if I should admit this, but I'm going to, cause I'm being vulnerable here. I'm a paper plate mama. I love paper plates. And I rationalize it by saying I buy like eco-friendly paper plates. <laughs> and I don't know if that's okay or not, but that's what I do. I do a lot of paper plates in my house. I feel like we still have a lot of dishes to do, but oftentimes we're eating off of paper plates. But during the holidays, normally we just have the white, like, you know, special eco plates that are kind of like, they're kind of like off-white. They're like tannish. <laughs> and... But during the holidays, during Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I do this for St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, and Easter, all of them. I usually the week before will splurge and buy like holiday paper plates. So when we eat dinner at night and my kids, part of their daily jobs is setting the table. So it takes setting the table onto a kind of a whole new level, right? Because they have these fun paper plates to set the table with and they get to choose you know, I have maybe six different colors of tablecloth just in my tablecloth cupboard. So they get to choose the color of tablecloth to match the plates. And it's a really fun way. It like literally is no more work. It's just simply that month I buy a different kind of paper plates and it doesn't last all month because of course they're more expensive than my regular ones. But, um, anyway, that's a really fun way. Something I'm already doing. I'm already buying paper plates. I'm simply shifting it. And then we have a few things that always stay in our cupboard that just come out of that that holiday time. So for example, along with my Halloween plates, I also have kind of, they're just black candlesticks. They're really simple. Um, and I have some really like, I can link these, but they're healthy candles. They like, don't let, they don't have toxins go into the air. They're, they're made of beeswax anyway. And so for like my boys love it. So they, when they set the table, they always put out the black candlesticks and they put candles in them. And then we light the candles during dinner while we eat. And that's kind of a Halloween thing. Right. And then when it shifts to Thanksgiving and Christmas, I have rose gold candlesticks that they pull out. And if they're the ones sitting on the table, they get to put them out if they want and put the candles in. And really, it doesn't last much of the year besides those. But it's fun to have the black candlesticks. And, you know, they it's just really fun for them. So that's, again, something that we just have. But it's just making it a point to, like, I just pull them out during that time of year and just set them on our little thing by the table so that they're there for the kids when they set the table.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As parents, we usually worry about what our kids are eating. Are they eating enough? Are they getting the protein that they need, the vitamins, the minerals? And that's why we're excited to bring you today's sponsor, Nourished. They make supplements for kids that can just help you rest assured that they're getting what they need for their little bodies. Our personal favorite is their Mighty Chocolate Milk comes in both dairy and plant-based options. It's organic. It has all the essential protein and probiotics that your kids need, as well as some organic spinach in there. They also have super juice in two different flavors, fruit punch and tropical orange. Both are delicious. My kids have tried and love both. They have complete multivitamins and whole fruits and veggies inside the powders. They're super easy to mix in just like a water bottle. And then they also have a kid's immune booster with winter coming up that is all natural and it's made out of whole foods that are turned into a powder like elderberry and vitamin C, D, and zinc. And it's kind of like a pixie stick, so it's really fun to eat and delicious. My kids always want more of them. So during this cold and flu season, it is a hit. So if you would like to try any of Nourish products, you can use code FINDTHEMAGIC15. That's F-I-N-D-T-H-E-M-A-G-I-C-1-5. FINDTHEMAGIC15 for 15% off your order. Another thing when it comes to food that isn't a big deal at all, but it's fun and easy, So, but it's no more work, and it's just food coloring. And if your kids are sensitive to food coloring, then obviously don't do this, although I think they do offer some alternatives. But just dyeing your food that you're already making into festive colors, I mean, my kids freak about it, right? Like you're making pancakes and you make some green pancakes and you put raspberry jam on top and they think that you've made this like festivus feast but you literally didn't do any more work that's what's so amazing about it or if I you know have a white soup that's normally just white but during Halloween time I dye it purple you know they again their minds they're like blown they're like why is the soup purple and you know I can be like oh it's because it's made of you know bat wings or you know something silly I can just make it up but it's so fun because it's something so small, but it's really easy for them. And again, go with the health of your family. So there are options like, for example, like a, you can use beet juice to flavor. It does have a flavor, though, if you want to dye something red, but you don't want to use artificial colors. Um, that is an option. And so there, there are other ways around it. But those are just some really easy. Like I'm talking just do stuff that we're already doing, but just deepening it so that it's fun for our families. Another way I like to incorporate traditions into something that I am already doing, for me, I know everybody has different bedtime routines, but for me, I do the same thing every night when I put my boys to bed. So my girls are old enough that we do our, you know, our scripture study all together. And then for my boys, because they're younger, I did I do the same thing I did for my girls when they were younger as well, which normally consists of, you know, my son reads to me, then I read a story to both of them. And then we do our love bath and snuggle for six minutes. <laughs> but during Christmas time, 
and Halloween time and any holiday, this works. It's really easy just to, so again, do what you're already doing, whatever it is, and just make it go along with that season. So these are, everything I'm mentioning today is pretty much, is cheap or free. And that is, I just do books that go with the season, right? So the library, free. It's amazing. I just go to the library, let them pick out books. And so instead of, you know, during Halloween time, instead of, we'll either choose like a longer, scarier book, but for actually, what am I saying? We never do that. My older girls do that. But for me, I just let my boys pick out Halloween books. And at night we read the Halloween books, right? Instead of, we normally have like a chapter book that we're reading through, but during October, it's fun sometimes to do that. Just incorporate books, Halloween books. Now, as I say this, my boys are really loving this one chapter book that we're reading. So they haven't wanted to switch that over this year. So instead we also read books before they go to school. So now we just do Halloween books in the morning before they go to school. Right. But it's something I'm already doing. Like I'm already reading to my kids. So it's just incorporating the holiday into it. Right. And another fun way, another fun thing is some people, I actually don't do this, but this is just an idea from a listener. You can, I mean, it's just choose one place, you know, maybe this is the bathroom they get, they brush their teeth. Um, you can just switch out one light bulb to, you know, red Halloween time and then green and red or something at Christmas. And it just makes the whole, it just makes getting ready for bed more festive, right? So that's an idea. Easy. It's not like stringing up lights, which is a lot of work. It's just changing a light bulb. So that's a fun, easy idea. Um, another idea that is just super, super easy. And again, it's something I'm already doing. So my kids in the car, we always listen to audiobooks. And then now that my daughter is getting older, she's in junior high. So sometimes she really requests music, which is difficult for me. But when we're doing books, it's just a matter of switching it over to that kind of a holiday book. So we'll choose a Christmas book to listen to for that month. Um, another thing that I really love, again, going something that we already do, um, my whole family before bed, we always were memorizing a poem and we're memorizing a scripture at all times. And so I actually haven't done this with poems because I haven't really fallen in love with any Halloween or Christmas poetry, but I have, we do like to choose and we don't really have Halloween scriptures, but we really think about our Christmas scripture. So we think about it. We talk about it. We've had our kids memorize, um, you know, the nativity story in the Bible, sections of that, or we'll find something that's meaningful for our kids that we think it's about Christ at Christmas. And then that is the memorizing scripture we do for that entire month. Every night before they go to bed, we're saying that scripture. So again, it's just incorporating something that we're already doing, but we're just making it more meaningful by kind of adding it. And by making it go along with that holiday. And the thing I like about that last one specifically is holidays are so fun. And for me though, I mean, Christmas and Thanksgiving, there's a huge part of it that's about God for me. And so I don't, I never want what we're doing for fun to overlap or eclipse. Um, I'm okay with overlapping, just not eclipsing God out of it. So I really like the intention that we choose a scripture that goes along with Christmas. And then around Easter, we like to do that as well. So those are some things in my family that we do during the holidays that's not adding to my to-do list at all. There are things that we are already doing and we are just simply shifting it slightly to make it feel like we're doing something as a family to connect us. So that's my 
I guess maybe invitation is to kind of look at your own life. What are you already doing? Like look at your daily tasks. Is there a way you're driving your kids to school already? Instead of listening to just the regular radio, turn on Halloween music, right? For the whole month. And it's fun. You know what I mean? Is there something you can do that you are already doing? Think about your daily tasks, the things that take up the most time, and think, is there a way that I can make this into a tradition that my kids are going to look back on and smile? Because traditions really do have an amazing way of connecting us and giving us a sense of roots and belonging. Something that we also do as a family, a challenge I find with Christmas is it's so fun and has a tendency to be commercialized. Well, it is you know, it's hard to get, it's easy to become overcome by the material excitement of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I love presents. And that is fun. I love presents. Yeah, it's great. And I love Santa Claus Mm -hmm. and movies and Mm -hmm. all those things. So just that I'm rejecting those things. But for me, the most important part of Christmas is Christ. And so that as a mother has been something I've tried to be intentional about. And there's many things we do throughout the month that helps us bring Christ into Christmas. But my very favorite thing that we do is on Christmas Eve after we've had our, you know, party with grandparents and it's so fun and everybody's like magic high, mm-hmm. right? We come home and we gather around and throughout the entire month we've been doing a thing that we, me and Caitlin grew up doing where we read a little story at the beginning of the month and then everybody draws names every week and you, you have somebody who's called your secret elf and you do secret acts of service for them that whole week and every time you do an act of service for that person, you put a straw in the baby manger that we have out on our mantle as a gift to Christ, right? Like we are remembering Christ. We're making the manger soft for baby Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of, so on Christmas Eve, we pull out our little manger and we look at it and like the pile of all the service we've done for each other. And we talk about how when we serve others, we are serving God. So that's our gift to him. But then we actually just go around our little circle and we each say a gift that Christ has given us that year. Mm. So it requires all of us to kind of look back. What gift has Christ given us? And so we kind of end the magic of Christmas Eve with that. Hey, it's Felicia. My new traditions that I want to share with you this year Um, One is new and one is something that I've been doing, but I haven't shared before. So I want to share something that I have been doing that I haven't shared before. And that is on the first cold day of fall, we decorate for Halloween. And I know depending on where you live, this is not going to be relevant, but we live in Utah. It gets cold here, usually in October. And we usually sometime in the beginning weeks of October, we have a really chilly day and If you've been listening for a while, you know I am a summer person to the max. I get slightly depressed in the winter and I have to find ways to celebrate, entertain myself, keep myself happy and warm and light on the inside. So on the first cold day of the year, pending, we don't have anything, that day and evening we decorate for Halloween. I don't decorate separately for fall and for Halloween. So this is just full throttle Halloween decorating and it gets my kids excited and they know we're going to do it. We have some fun treats and play some Halloween music. And so now we've turned that into a tradition. And if you guys remember, and like we'll talk about in this encore episode, sometimes we have traditions that we already are doing, but we have yet to name them traditions and 
this is a really easy way to create some fun memories and initiate traditions inside your family that doesn't require a lot of work. All right, moving on to something new that I'm trying this year. So I recently read a book called Seven Sacred Pauses, and it is by Macrina Whitaker. And for those of you who follow me on social media, you have seen me post about this and share quotes from it all throughout these last few months. And I have decided that each November, I'm going to use this book to guide a gratitude practice for myself and my family if they want to be involved. And so the premise of the book is that there are seven pauses that we can take in a day and they relate to prayer cycles from different religions. But the book is, I would say, pretty... uh, neutral as far as religion, spirituality. Um, She does incorporate scripture, but she also incorporates really cool messages from Zen teachers, Buddhist teachers, um, as well as different religious traditions and just general spirituality. And so basically the practice is that there are seven pauses in the day where you can take time to pray and be grateful for the energy of that hour. So for example, the first hour that she recognizes is the midnight watch. So this is that time in the night when you're up with a crying baby or um, you're anxious about something and so you can't sleep. And the energy of this hour and the memory that she encourages you to evoke is a waiting energy and taking vigil with those who may be awake at the same time and maybe having that same pain and being grateful even in your pain for the circumstance. So the next hour is the morning hour and that's the the awakening hour. And this is the hour of first light where you, you know, connect with the day and feel grateful for the fact that there is this chance to resurrect your soul and have a new morning and a new day and something to look forward to. And this, this book is just beautiful. And the reminder to pause and be present seven times a day is just honestly life-changing. It's probably the most life-changing book I've read recently. And so I'm going to start this new tradition with myself. So it's a personal tradition and you know, maybe Parker will join me, but to use this book to guide a month of gratitude in which I try to pause seven times a day and take a moment for gratitude. So I will link that book and I hope that either of these inspire all of you to find the magic. Brown cows. (laughs) 